Hello and welcome to Spotlight On. I'm your host, Lawrence Purrier. Today the spotlight is on two music fans, Vondria Frost and Colleen Byrne. These avid concert goers shared insight into how they learn about new live events, their ticket buying habits and preferences, what it will take to get them back into shows, and some really direct feedback for the concert industry. I've long accused our business of being out of touch with fans and I hope our listeners get as much out of this talk as I did. First of all, thank you both for making time. I'm Lawrence. Hi, Lawrence. I'm the uh, Chief Revenue Officer at Light and um, the host of our podcast. What my job means is that basically I'm the guy that goes out and does all the deals with our partners um, to get tickets, <laughs> essentially. Um, I work with all the events and the promoters and the event producers to get them into the Light sort of network. I'm a lifelong music nerd. My, my career has been where technology meets music, I guess is the most elegant way to say it. So um, I'm one of those lucky people that actually does what I like to do, love to do. Um, I've been very sort of lucky in my career um, in that regard. I know it's a cliche when people say, that if you, you know, they, if you find a job you love, you never work a day in your life. Even when I have stressful days, I, I talk to other people in my life and I'm like, well, at least I wasn't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll give you that context. Um, maybe you could each introduce yourself and, and just tell me a couple of bullet points about yourself. Well, my name is Vondria Frost. I live in Oakland, California. I have three children and three grandchildren. Yeah, there's nothing really exciting going on in my life right now with this whole quarantine, so... Yeah. Okay. I mean, like my thing was concerts. Like that was what I did for fun was concerts or plays or going to the movies. And we can't do any of that right now. So yeah. my life's kind of boring. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll ask, I'll ask you a bunch of questions about that when we uh, get into it. So, okay. Thank you. Nice to meet mm-hmm. you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Hi Lawrence. I'm, I'm Colleen Byrne and I live up in Marin County County and uh, I've got two kids kind of like, Similar situation, you know, it's, uh, we've been in quarantine for a couple months here, kind of keeping it all together and I uh, haven't been doing too much. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Well, I'm up in Seattle and um, I traveled down to uh, the Bay Area for light. In fact, I was very rarely in Seattle or San Francisco. I was usually somewhere else. I, I used to tell people, if you need to reach me, send my mail to Alaska Airlines and they'll, <laughs> they'll get it to me. Um, I was on the road pretty much two or three days out of the week, uh, every week. So this has been very different for me since my last trip ended March 4th. I got back to Seattle and this is the longest I haven't been on an airplane in probably 25 years. (laughs) Um, I think my, my children and significant other is probably, they're they're probably all ready to have me. (laughs) Like, who is this guy who has opinions and makes demands? Um, (laughs) But, um, well, thank you both. Um, so I guess where I, where I wanted to start was sort of uh, where Vondria started, which was um, in the pre-quarantine world, 
what was your relationship with concerts and live events? Like, were you a frequent uh, attendee? How, how would you how would you categorize your sort of attendance and your relationship with live events? Maybe we can start with that. I went to concerts like frequently. I actually went to the oh gosh, I forgot which one it was last year with T Pain, Usher. It was in Long Beach. I can't remember the name of it. But I actually went to your event last year. And then after that, I was like, oh, we have to go to the Lovers and Friends this year. Yeah. But then, like, when the quarantine happened, like, my hours got cut at work. Were you holding on to a lot of tickets for events that got canceled? I had two tickets. It actually, I just put in a um, request for the two tickets. And I didn't think I was going to be able to get it. So I was like, let me just put in this email for the request. And then it came through, like, maybe a month later. And when I saw the charge, I was like, what the heck is this? Like, yeah. So, but it was only for me and my cousin. And we were like, we were so excited. But then she was like, your hours got cut. I just got completely laid off. Like, we can't afford this. So I was like, okay, we can't go. So you were going to travel from the Bay Area down to um, L.A. for the show. Mm -hmm. That's what we did last year, too. We traveled from the Bay Area to Long Beach last year. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, do you travel a lot for events? Like, is that something you do, or is that like a big once a year um, kind of thing? Well, my cousin travels a lot for events, and then she always asks me to come. So then sometimes I say yeah, but sometimes I say no. But like this event, I was like, oh heck yeah, we're going, we're going to this. And I have family out in Southern California, so we don't have to get hotels. We can just stay with family. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. It is. How about you, Colleen? What, uh, what, what, how would you categorize your, your sort of event-going life, and uh, how, how did COVID impact that? Well, I mean, I will say, you know, I, have, I still have two small kids. My kids are pretty young. So I would say prior to kids, I saw a lot of concerts. Um, in my current life, I don't see as much music as I'd like to see. So, um, you know, not seeing as many shows as I used to see. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting, this whole COVID thing, because, you know, I do love seeing live music, but I don't know how comfortable I'm going to be, you know, in the next couple months going out to see, I mean, obviously right now there's no opportunity to see live music. You know, I think I'm definitely going to put, it's going to be one of the things I put on hold as a result of this whole COVID thing. I mean, I was really lucky. The last concert I actually saw was Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers at the Sweetwater, which is uh, right in my Mm. kind of hometown. So, um, you know, I, I love seeing live music there because it's like, you know, a handful of people and you get to see really great acts at, um, you know, and it's like upfront and personal. So I love that kind of experience and I'm willing to pay more money for that kind of experience as well. But I still go into the city, you know, um, you know, every so often to go, to go see some live music. I don't travel anymore for music. I used to, when I was younger, um, but not doing that these days. Hopefully, hopefully in a couple of years when the kids are a little bit bigger, I'll get that back going, going again. But, you know, we've done a couple of festivals, like camping, fe- camping music festivals with the kids. But again, not doing the stuff I used to do. Well, there's light on the other end of that tunnel, I promise you. They, uh, they get either easier to travel with or they start to like music that you can tolerate or, uh, or they just have other things to do and you get some freedom back. So don't, uh, don't fret too much. <laughs> Let me ask you both this. Um, have you been out in public at all? Like what have you, what's been your, um, how do you go to the grocery store? Have you done takeout? Like what are you, what are you doing in terms of the outside I mean, for me, it's really important to support my local economy. So yeah, I have been 
I would say that I was more protective of my kids and not letting them out. I haven't been doing a ton of socializing or anything like that. Like I just probably started doing like a social distancing drinks probably right. in the past couple weeks. Right. Um, but, you know, I made sure that during like this whole time, you know, I was just trying to get out to like my local grocery store, you know, because it's a, more of a mom and pop shop and making sure that that kind of company was like staying in existence and would still be here. And it wasn't going to be, or, and it's not going to be, hopefully Amazon and Whole Foods aren't going to be the two businesses that are around. Sorry, those are like in your back. <laughs> up in Seattle, but, um, you know, it's just really important for me to make sure that there's other retailers still in business. Also, you know, really making sure that we're going out and getting takeout a couple times a week to support the local restaurants has been a really important thing for me. And again, just we've got like a really cute little downtown. I feel like I have relationships with a lot of the people that own these stores. And, you know, I want to make sure that I can do what I can to make sure, again, that they're still, you know, here after the whole COVID situation is gone. Yeah. Fondria, what will you need to see um, or hear from, say, doctors or the government? What will your comfort level need to be for you to go into today, sit down at a restaurant or a coffee shop or sit at a bar and have a drink or go to a concert? Like how, how far away is that in your mind? That's so far away in my mind right now because like, I'm like, I've survived COVID for this long. I don't want to like go to a huge event and then end up getting it. And yeah, I'm saying maybe next year, like I don't want it to be this time next year, but like hopefully like March next year everything i'll feel more comfortable being in big crowds and concerts because right now I'm, I'm just not feeling comfortable like even today like there's a juneteenth parade out in oakland and i i want to go but i just don't feel comfortable being in large crowds right now yeah will it be a personal requirement for you that there's a vaccine like what what does somebody have to say to you for you to say okay i believe it's safe now you know what i mean like what do you have to see I have to see the numbers going down and my mother is from Texas. Those numbers are like super high right now. Um, I'll have to see the numbers going down. I don't know about the vaccine because I'm like kind of leery about the new, you know, vaccines coming out and everything. I don't know how effective they really are. So I will really definitely have to see the numbers coming down for me to be like, okay, maybe now it's safe to come out. I still do the grocery shopping, but it's just like, yeah, it's social distancing with that, but I'm I'm really nervous about the crowds. Yeah, something I've noticed up here. Um, I I actually technically live just south of Seattle, like one one town below. In the last couple of weeks, I've seen fewer and fewer masks. Yeah. Um, more and more places open. My son mm -hmm. wanted takeout the other night, and I went into the restaurant to pick up the food, and there were people at tables. There were people in the wow. bar. And not, you know, it was still socially distanced, yeah, still socially but, distanced. Right. but the people aren't wearing masks. The wait staff was, but the people obviously eating and drinking were, and it's hard to make that all add up. And I think about people who have to work and stay, you know, a club or at a concert, they can wear masks, but what about all the people going up to the bar buying beer or the band mm -hmm. on stage? Like, what's it mean for them? There's, there's a lot to untangle to, to mm -hmm. make it seem normal again um, right yeah how about you Colleen what's what what indicators are you looking for you know I I just feel that there's been so much I mean I definitely am religious about wearing my mask 
I, you know, I'm a huge hand sanitizer fan. And I mean, I will say that I'm not a germaphobe. And like, I usually, you know, prior to all this, I've def I'm, I definitely consider myself a little bit more laid back, but I feel like I still wear a mask. I wear a mask because not because I'm like paranoid that I'm going to catch it, but out of respect for other people, I wear my mask. And so, because I, I think a lot of this is just a respect thing and being highly sensitive and, you know, also just trying to really like, I just feel like we just haven't gotten straight answers on things. So I, you know, if me wearing a mask, like helps me pre preventing me from getting it or preventing somebody else from getting it, I'm happy to wear a mask. Um, and I will say that I feel that people, you know, in my area seem to be, take it really serious. So I feel lucky that, you know, most of the people here seem to be pretty like-minded. And, you know, when I go out, I rarely see somebody without a mask. Um, you know, occasionally you do, but I would say that's, there's more masks than less, which makes me happy. You know, I think I'm okay with like, um, you know, next week I'm going to go out to an outside restaurant, give that a shot and see how that goes. So I'm kind of open to the, the outdoor things. But, you know, again, I, I just feel that the, the information has been all over the place. I'm really not sure what to believe. Will a vaccine make me feel comfortable? Not really, because I feel like mm -hmm. everybody's been trying to push stuff, stuff through so quickly that I, I, I don't even know if I would trust a vaccine at this point. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, I, I think similar, you know, I'm going to watch the numbers and, you know, see what that says. I'm also really lucky. My brother-in-law heads up infectious disease at a hospital in, in Boston. And so he's been really involved with a lot of the COVID stuff. So, you know, we talk to him pretty regularly to kind of get some direction on what we can and can't, or what we should and shouldn't be doing. Um, so, you know, it's, I want to live my life. I don't want to stay in my house, you know, for the next year, two years, or however long this whole thing sorts itself out. So, you know, right now I'm just trying to figure out, you know, where I'm comfortable and where the, the new normal is. And, you know, I kind of am just hoping that if I, you know, wear my mask and I wash my hands, that it's all going to be good and okay. Do you, either of you know anybody that, um, that was infected that you would be willing to share? Yeah. Um, I had, um, you know, I'm from the East Coast, so I had a friend from college um, uh, actually die and, uh, you know, not that old um, from, from the disease and uh, are from the virus. Um, and then I had two friends uh, with parents that actually uh, died in the Boston area. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I'm very, very sorry to hear that. I was not expecting that. Right. Yeah, I had a friend that just shared with me that um, he had it. And then I just went on Instagram this morning and saw a friend is hospitalized with it. And he's like, it's not a joke. You know, take it seriously, wear your mask, wash your hands, because it's still out there. So. I, I think that's a strong point is that here we are a little over three months into it and it, it's, it's not going away yet. Um, right. Yeah. You mentioned Texas and there's, you know, it seems like half the country it's, it's, it's roaring just as strong as before, or even, even areas within our own States where it might be under control in one area, but it's, it's, that's how it is up here in Washington. There's the Seattle area is okay, but you get out a little bit into the country or where the farming uh, areas are or where the meat processing plants are. And it's, um, it's pretty bad. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from back East as well originally. And um, I don't really know, I know a couple of people out here who either think they had it or had it sort of mildly, but a bunch right. of people back in New York got it pretty good. Well, to, to sort of change the, the line of questioning a little bit, 
Andrea, could you tell me how, how do you usually find out about concerts? Like, how do you um, know which ones you want to go to and how do they get on your radar screen? So I'm signed up for like Ticketmaster and like other different ticket venues. Um, I mean, companies, I'm sorry. They send me like different concerts that they think I'll be interested in, whether they're here or Texas, Los Angeles. They'll just send me like a list of I mean, yeah, concerts and artists that I'm interested in to see if I want to go to those concerts. And then actually, um, last year I signed up for the light, you know, emails to be notified. I have the app on my phone. So that's how I found out about the lovers and friends. So I found out that way. And uh, do you, when you find out about a show, do you try to get tickets right away? Like during the first one, they go on sale or like, do you kind of, are you the kind of person that waits to see closer to the date? Like when, when you find out about a show, do you get crazy and like have to get tickets or are you chill about it? Like how does it work for you? So it depends on who the artist is. Like if it's someone that I've already seen like several times, I'm like, oh, I can wait and see like, you know, how if the tickets are going to go, that the prices are going to go down. But if it's someone that I really, really want to see, I'm going to get it like fast before they sell out. Yeah. And do you usually go right to like, the main site like Ticketmaster or Eventbrite or whatever, or do you go to StubHub or like how, what's your, what's your behavior? I usually go to Ticketmaster and then like, if the tickets are too high there, then I'll go to StubHub to see like what their prices are looking like, but usually Ticketmaster. Yeah. So you do a little research, you poke around a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How about you, Colleen? Could you, would, do you have a take on those same, those same questions? No, I mean, I probably find out about most of my concerts word of mouth. And I would say that I typically, I use Eventbrite a lot for my ticket purchases. My husband is a big StubHub user, so he buys a lot of our tickets via StubHub. So you know, sometimes, you know, again, because I'm finding out about some stuff word of mouth, I'll find out after the, the tickets have already gone on sale. And I'm like, oh, how did I miss that? So that's why mm -hmm. we'll have to use StubHub. Yeah. There's sort of something interesting in there, which is, you know, I have found I, I've worked in and around music pretty much my whole adult life. Consider myself somebody who like pays attention to the artists I love. And I still have times where I find out about a concert like a week after it happened. And um, I wonder if either of you are, you know, have ever had that experience where you feel like, geez, I should have known about that concert. Like this is one of my favorite artists or somebody I really care about. And I like, why didn't I know? Did, did, has, it, has that ever happened to you? Totally. <laughs> yeah and i was like how did you not tell me about this right <laughs> yeah it's so strange isn't it it's like there's it no is. yeah there's never been one great place that has everything that you need to know about yeah. super frustrating that like Dude, almost 30 years into the internet we still don't have that <laughs> right <laughs> sometimes it's just information overload like there's just so much information coming at me and you know, at this point, again, you know, it's like I'm balancing you know, kind of the craziness of, you know, life as we all are. And, um, you know, I feel like I just miss so much because, again, it's just there's so many different information sources and I just don't have time to read everything that's coming my way that I would like to. Yeah. Do either of you try to shop based on price or is it just I need to get this ticket and check it off the list? Like, how do you think about do you like play the market at all? Do you have a feel for like, well, if I wait, prices are going to go down or if I wait too long, prices are going to go up. Have, do you have like a little system that you use? Like, have you figured something out for yourself or is it just, I need a ticket. There's one available. I'm going to take it now. 
Yeah, I don't price shop for tickets if I want it. I just, I, I, but again, you know, I think it's one of those things where I don't have the luxury. I don't see as much music as I used to see. So actually, I don't mind spending a little bit more. I mean, granted, the prices have gotten pretty crazy. Tickets are crazy expensive in general now. And every time I go to a concert, I'm just like, did I really just spend that much money to go on, on a concert? But right. then I have them like, all right, well, you know, I don't see as much music as I used to see. And I don't go out as much as I used to. So maybe it's okay to spend a little bit of a, a premium. And I just don't have the time to price shop. So I'm like the victim of not price shopping. And just when I see it, I, I'll buy it. I'm a price shopper. <laughs> like if it's... Um an artist that I really, really like, then I want to be close. But if it's someone that I'm like, like I said, if I've seen them like in the last couple of years, I'm like, ah, I just want to be in the building. So we don't have to be close. So it's not really price shopping, but it's just like, I guess it is price shopping. So I'm like, we can just find seats wherever they are. We'll get them, but we don't have to be close. So, but if it's somebody that I really, really like, then I'm going to spend that extra money to see them. That's interesting. So your system is more uh, about, where and who and like you you you're adding all these right. little, other little factors yeah um exactly. I, yeah i price shop more um for sports tickets like if i want to go to a baseball game because i have found it's really hard to figure out what what a fair price is for a sports ticket they're all they're sold so strangely i don't know if you've had this experience at all but if you go say on Ticketmaster a ticket in the very same location as maybe on StubHub or somewhere else, the prices are very different. And yeah. I always feel like after I buy a sports ticket, I think I paid too much. I think I could have gotten a better deal. Um, and I never really feel that way about a concert ticket. I think I have more, more of the experience that you two described, which is I just want to go to this show. I either care about the artist or I care about where I sit mm -hmm. and the price I pay ends up kind of feeling fair. Like I, I don't know. I, I sort of accept the price more when it's music and I, I resent the price more when it's, <laughs> when it's other things. <laughs> I can't quite explain it intellectually, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What other, what other kind of events do you go to? So, um, I go to plays, um, some sporting events, um, concerts. Those are the only events I usually go to. Oh, and then like theater too, like, you know, dance, Alvin Ailey. I go to some of those sometimes. Yeah. Do you, do either of you feel, cause the price issue came up a little bit. Do you feel that concerts are more expensive than the other kind of things you go to? Or do you think they're less fairly priced than the other things you go to? Or do you think it's all expensive? Especially like the tickets and stuff. Like I tried to get my, my kids, I would really have loved to go take them to see Hamilton, you know? Yeah. And it was just, it was crazy, crazy mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's sad to me that like, you know, I'm not going to spend like $800 a ticket or however crazy they were to go take my kids to see Hamilton. Right. So, you know, and it was just, I mean, and I, you know, I did spend a lot, I was able to get myself and my husband tickets and we did spend more. Um, but you know, I wasn't happy about it. And I remember be going in there and be like, this better be like the best show ever. <laughs> Do either of you think about or have a theory as to why they're so expensive? Like, do you have an idea of like how the money works and where it's going? Think, or do you I, care? Well, no, I mean, I think, uh, I think one of the big things that I used to, um, you know, I stopped working a couple years ago, but in my career, I did internet stuff for a long time. 
and I was in sales. And so, you know, I would take my clients out all the time and I would have, you know, somebody book me tickets and I didn't care how much they were because they were being expensed. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to take 20 of my clients to see Hamilton first row. I'm not going to put them up in the orchestra seats or, you know, something like that. So I think that drives the price. But I think also, I think a lot of the third parties just really, you know, do a disservice and drive the prices up as well. In what way? Well, I feel, and you probably have more insight than I do, but I mean, I'll go and I'll buy a ticket and or I want to buy a ticket to some, a, sh a show. The show is like sold out immediately. So then I have to go to like a stub hub to buy it or, you know, just not, not directly through whoever is putting on the production. And, you know, then the ticket is like five times the amount, you know, that I would actually spend, you know, if I just was able to get a ticket direct. And so I feel like some of those companies, they just must go in and I don't know how they do it, but they must just go in, buy a bunch of tickets and then turn around to sell them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could, that, again, you've been in the, and you've been in this, in this area, so you would know a lot more than me, but this, that's my take as a consumer. Right. Yeah. That, that's really what I'm most interested in is how you guys perceive how it works. Um, how about you, Vondria? What's, what's your, like, what's your thinking around how pricing works and, yeah, I agree with Colleen, but then I'm also thinking like it depends on the venue as well. Um, I think that they try to hike up the prices because they want their portion of that money as well as the entertainers. I've noticed like in Oakland at the Coliseum, well, I call it the Coliseum, but the arena, I guess it's called. Um, <laughs> when there's concerts there, um, I've noticed that a lot of acts take a little bit longer and I have people that work there and they're like, oh, they're trying to get their money together and the performer's not going to go on until they have their money. So I'm like, yeah. So like I can see the venue is hiking up prices because, you know, they want their portion of the sales. Um, yeah. And I know like when Prince was alive, like he didn't care if he was fine. It's like, whatever, you can find me. I'll pay you the money to stay here and whatever but I, I think it's based on the venues as well yeah it's interesting that you both talked about sort of in, in in your own ways um how expensive it would be to go out with a whole family or with your friends like it's you know i well I, let me let me ask you the question this way because i think it, it'll be fun to to hear your answers i'll start with colleen what was your first concert and where was it oh gosh this is so embarrassing <laughs> it was rick springfield at the worcester centrum <laughs> Worcester. <laughs> Worcester, <babe. laughs> Wow. And um, what do you remember? Uh, well, we, had to, we were pretty young, and we had to go with my friend's mom. So I remember being really embarrassed that we were there with, like, a mom when we were trying to, you know, we were in junior high and trying to be cool. And here's my friend's mom, who is, like, very, very, you know, conservative, you know, just sitting there <laughs> tapping her foot the whole concert. So, um that would be probably one of the things, but I mean, I just, I just loved it. I mean, I was, you know, kind of my, my, my entry in and, you know, started many concerts after that. Yeah. All right, Vondria, what was your first concert? <laughs> well, my mom used to take me to concerts because she didn't always want us to stay with people. So I was really, really young. I don't know how old I was, but I was like, I remember this Earth, Wind, and Fire concert. And I'm like, Mom, did they bring out, like, this devil thing? And she's like, yeah, you remember that? You were so young. But the one that I really remember was the Rick James concert we went oh. to. It was at the Circle Star, I think it's called. 
And it was like all this white stuff on the stage. And later on, it clicked to me because he's like, anybody in the crowd have Mary Jane? And I didn't know what that was because I was so young. But then later on, it clicked. I was like, oh, they were throwing like weed and, you know, their little <laughs> stuff of their friend papers. And I was like, oh, okay. But like the first one that I was able to enjoy was a new edition concert at the Greek Theater in um, Berkeley. Oh, so that's wow. like... That's my favorite group. I love New Edition. So my mom took my sister and I to that concert. That's amazing. All right. So I'll ask the same question a little differently. What was the best concert you saw, Andrea? Like, what's your favorite? Do you have one? Can you name one? I do. I have two, actually. My first one, uh, it was this Kirk Franklin concert at the Oakland Coliseum years ago. That one was like, I didn't think it was going to be that good. But oh, my goodness. Like, every time he's in town, I have to see him because that's how good he is. And then the other one was um, Usher, when he had the My Way album. And Kanye West actually opened up for Usher. So I'm like, and now Kanye's like so big. But yeah. like that was my, yeah, that was, those are my two favorite concerts for sure, hands down. It's funny. I, ha I have a similar Usher story. I took my, my, my younger sister is uh, about 12 years younger than me. Mm -hmm. And um, I took her to see Janet Jackson uh, for, mm -hmm. I think, her her 16th birthday maybe and okay. usher was the opening act well see i'm like this is crazy right <laughs> exactly. i remember thinking wow this kid's really talented <laughs> right yes <laughs> all right colleen we, we you know i've got to put you on the uh, the hot seat what, what's the what's your favorite concert i'm gonna say um it's a tough one it's been so many you know i always really loved those bridge benefit concerts that those you know that they used to have down at the shoreline and it was just mm -hmm. like going to see bands acoustic and so you know i i mean i just like when i stand out it's just like and i had seen many of those i mean i love like the foo fighters i love you know i've seen like the grateful dead i mean those those concerts are always gonna stand out in my mind because i started seeing them when i was you know 16 years old and you know they were kind of like a game changer you know in my life i've been really lucky like i um Gosh, I was part, I worked for Yahoo for a long time. We used to have these live set concerts down in um, LA and they were shows with about 200, 250 people. And I mean, you know, I saw, so I got to see Foo Fighters really, you know, up close and personal. I got to see Snoop Dogg up close and personal. And I was like, you know, nine months pregnant. And he did a, <laughs> you know, sitting there like huge propped up, like right in front of the stage, you know, looking like I was just about to have a baby. And so, you know, so I, I always love like where I've gotten the opportunity to see like a really cool band, um, kind of more up close and personal and like a smaller venue set, setting. Um, that to me seems like it's just so, it's like such a game changer, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, we yeah. have sweet water here in, in, in my town and I've mentioned that before and that's just this like cute little venue that's been around forever. I mean, it's changed locations, but it's, they just get like, you know, I saw like Michael Fronte, I, you know, there a couple of times and he, you know, again, just being able to see somebody where you see like the sweat on their forehead is just right. amazing. It's so yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Vondra, do you, um, do you get to share music with your children or grandchildren? Do you have any music in common or is there music you've, you've turned them on to? Um, my daughter. Like, I'm a huge Mary J. Blige fan, so my daughter, like, loves her music. Um, and then my daughter loves Drake, so I'm, I love Drake now, too. So it's like, and oh, that was another good one. His concert was oh, 
awesome. So he's number three. Um, yeah, I love, I like to listen to the music I listen to. I'm more so about the beat because some of the lyrics, I'm like, okay, this is too much. You have to cut this off. Like, I'm feeling like my mom now. But uh, <laughs> I'm more of an R&B type person. Like, I like, you know, I like some rap too, but I, I'm more of an R&B person. So. And what what um what makes a good show for you? Like the 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 shows that were your favorites. What do they have in common? Like, what is it that really hits you? So, it's all about the entertainment, I think. And then, like you know, where you can like sing the songs that you know, and like you get hyped up. And I don't know, like Usher. Okay, so with the My Way concert, he had people come out on roller skates. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, and they're dancing on roller skates. So it's like I'll always remember that. And then, like, the Drake concert, he brought his, I don't know if it's Ferrari, Maserati, whatever, but it's, like, floating through the stadium. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, you know, so I think it's, like, that theatrical stuff. Like, I just love the entertainment. That's what makes a good concert for me. Yeah, that's fair. That, that, that is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, all right, let me, let me ask you this. If, if you could speak to someone Whoever, uh, whoever this, this, this mythical person is, it's the, it's the person that represents sort of the music business. And they sit down and they say to you, what's the biggest problem that I could solve for you as it relates to going to concerts um, that would make it so much better for you, that would make the experience better for you, more fun for you, easier for you? What, what's one thing I could do to make going to concerts better for you, Bondria? Um the crowds like let's keep the crowd we, i think they need more security that's really going to secure the you know the the venue because it's a lot of i've seen a lot of fights i've seen a lot of drug activities to where i can't even enjoy the concert because it's like so much going on in my area that i can't even like look at the performers on stage so i feel like more venues need to hike up their securities. Um, I don't know, like the lines, the way that they have the lines at venues, sometimes that's, it's so unorganized that you're just like, why do we even buy these tickets? Like we could have been at home listening to them on the radio. Is Yeah, it's like, I think those are my two biggest things are, yeah, those two. Yeah. How about you, Colleen? Yeah, I would say... Um you know, again, yeah, I mean, making it maybe, I mean, again, like it's, it's, it's not realistic, but, you know, again, making it easier, I think, to get the tickets. You know, I had a, had five tickets. I told my friends that I was going to be the one that was going to get the tickets when they went on sale. I t they were, you know, tickets were going on sale at 10 o'clock. And I just remember, like, I was on a, I was, like, out. And I wasn't at my home, and I wasn't on the computer, and I forgot to do it. And so I was like, oh, I'll just call them. It's 10 o'clock. I'll call them right now. And then I was like, oh, my God, I've turned into my mother. Like, you know, it's just <laughs> option to, like, you know, have a conversation with somebody about a ticket, especially when the tickets are so expensive. I, I would like to kind of see it a little bit more old school where you can reach out, touch somebody, get a little, if you have questions about the seating and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I, I personally would love to have like a person to talk to still and having that as an option because yeah, sometimes I do, I get a little overwhelmed, especially with these bigger stadiums. I'm like, I don't know, yeah. you know, and especially if it's one, a stadium that I'm not overly familiar with. I wish they still had something like that. I think, um, you know, yeah, I guess the security, 
it, it makes me sad that I, that I want better security because the inner hippie in me like wants to go at the concert and peace, love and happiness. And we're all, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think unfortunately in today's day and age with all the craziness that we see, it's like, yeah, we have to kind of heighten up the security, which makes me mm -hmm. sad, but I think it's for the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting about, um, accessing tickets because I can't think of anything else that we would spend that much money on without having some kind of help in the process. Like if, if I was going to go spend $600 on an appliance or a piece of furniture or almost anything else, um, I would expect a little more service and a little more help. Right. Um, and you can only yeah. get that if you're going to buy a suite. Right. Yeah. If you're a big company or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to be, I want to be sensitive of your time. Um, but I did have, I have one more quick question since the COVID, uh, sort of quarantine times have started. I'll ask Andrea first. Have mm -hmm. you, uh, have you watched any, uh, online concerts? You know, have you done any artist streaming or, um, what's that been like for you? So I've, uh, um, watched the verses. And so far, like my top two are T-Pain and Lil Jon and then Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond. Like the T-Pain and Lil Jon, I was, I got a workout because like the music was like just on point. Like it was, yeah, the vibe was good. Um, and I'm like, I just hope that after all of this, they can still do that because like Colleen mentioned, concerts are really expensive. So to be able to see your favorite artist perform on like right on your tv screen or your computer your laptop your tv screen whatever um i think that's great i love it i hope they continue to do it would you pay for it yeah i think i would if it wasn't too expensive though because if it's expensive i might as well just go to the concert but i think yeah i think i would pay for it yeah that's interesting i i've heard similar comments from a lot of people that they enjoy the live streams they like to see them mm -hmm. continue they're not necessarily a replacement for a concert. It's a new thing. Right, right. It's a different thing we didn't have before. Um, exactly. That's very interesting. How about you, Colleen? Have you, have you watched any live streaming? But the only thing I've done is I've watched, um, and I haven't done it a, a ton. I've done it probably like five or six times, is um, just going on Instagram and seeing some DJs doing live. And that's just more because I, sometimes I feel like I live in a time warp, and I'm like, all right, I need to mix it up a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. who are everybody listening to these days like <laughs> stuff I was listening to like 10 years ago I know stuff has happened so just like more in an attempt to you know really kind of try to open myself up to like new music and, and it's just kind of fun like I don't actually watch the whole thing but like you know I'll just go like Instagram live and do the DJs and there was like one other new app that I just loaded up what was it called that was like all DJs but I've, I've only played around with a little bit it was called um, Mixcloud which which yep. everybody knows <laughs> Me, but I'm like, oh, this is new. No, I didn't know about it. <laughs> I was like, this I'm is going to get it. <laughs> app that's going to introduce me and do some. <laughs> 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 so, I'm to try to like do something to like take my music up a notch and not, you know, again, feel like listening to like, you know, Pearl Jam sale or something, you know, from like 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've done that, but I just like play it in the background and stuff like that. Like I'm not like sitting there on my phone, kind of like watching it or anything like that. 
What's the primary way you listen to music? Is it Spotify or Apple Music or records? Or? I, I, I mean, I have like Sonos and then I, I usually like I, I do Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music. I play with I play around with them all. Yeah. How about you, Vondra? Um, Apple Music. I just recently got my Spotify back and um, Pandora. Those are my three that I oh, listen to. Cool. Well, is there, uh, is there anything you want to ask me or each other? Um, we're just ready for the world to open back up so we can go to more concerts. Because yeah. <laughs> I love her and friends. That was going to be a good one. Like, yeah. yeah, that was going to be a good one. And by the way, the people that put it on, are, they're, they're great people. They're a great organization. They know music. Um, and I think they, it's always important to them that their events are a good time. Right. Right. So. Um, I'd be curious. I mean, what are you hearing out there? I mean, are, are we like looking at like the next year of not having concerts or, you know, we might be more conservative because, you know, you know, kids, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I mean, I'll tell you when I was probably 22, 25, like I'd be like, Corona, what? You know, I'd be right. like, who cares? Who might call? I don't care if I'm shoved in. I'm not gonna get sick. <laughs> You know, nothing's going to get me attitude. So, I mean, you know, now, you know, I'm older, hopefully a little bit wiser, maybe not. I don't know. Um, conservative, you know, don't want to get sick. But are you guys going to, are you guys holding it back? Or do you guys see concerts coming back sooner than when a vaccine happens? I mean, what are you hearing in the marketplace? It's a great question. And there's a few different answers and I'll try to, I'll try to give them as clearly as possible. I think at the big picture level, you know, if you look at what some of the bigger companies are doing, like Live Nation or AEG, you know, it doesn't look like there's going to be concerts in a very meaningful way this year. I think there'll be some experimenting in different parts of the country where either the political climate um, is sort of demanding things get back to normal or where the virus isn't as bad and it's safe to try. You know, I think everybody's experimenting with things like the drive-in concerts or, um, you know, I think, I think everybody on the industry side and the fan side wants live events, but um, I don't think the industry is in a rush to reopen if it can't do it safely. Um, you know, we're in a lot of conversations with, you know, big companies on down to little independent venues and everybody needs to get back open for their business livelihood but nobody wants to if it's going to if it's going to hurt their staff or their patrons so it's a real delicate balancing act so i, I don't think we're going to see much this summer or fall um, and i think beyond that nobody really knows like does it come is it going to come back again um, when the weather gets cold um, so i think like i said we'll see some experiments we'll see some parts of the country where it's a little safer or just people are a little more rowdy about it um, but, you know, some of the early experiments are a little scary, you know, uh, where parts of Texas have reopened and the bars have reopened, um, where it's resurged, it's young people, you know, it's people who have been going to bars and going to concerts. So um, I, I still, this is now, this is my personal opinion. I think we're still, I think it's still early. I think we're still closer to the beginning than, than we want to realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, I'm, I'm 
I'm cautiously optimistic that um, we'll be going to shows, you know, in less than a year. But I really don't know. I just hope we can all behave long enough to to fight our impatience and our desire to get back to normal and just let this thing uh, run its course so that we don't have to open three or four times. You know, we can maybe open once or twice and then get back to normal. Um, but and I wish I had a better answer for you. I wish I could say Labor Day weekend, big concerts, we'll all right. be there. Um, but it doesn't look that way. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you both for taking time to do this. Um, I really appreciate it. It's really fun to talk to you. You both gave me a lot of insight. I don't get to talk to, um, I don't get to talk to customers and fans a lot um, as much as I should or would like to. So I appreciate that. And, um, I hope you guys stay safe and healthy. Thank you so much, Vondria Frost and Colleen Byrne. Thanks to Aunt Taylor and the entire team at Light. If you're interested in what we're up to at Light, visit us at lyte.com. And thank you for listening to Spotlight On. We're available from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other fine podcast purveyors. Spotlight On is produced and edited by Craig Snyder. Keep your feedback coming. Reach me directly at lp at light.com. Thank you so much. Be safe and stay in touch.